A Painting Diary by Isabelle Michaud. Richard's Landing, May 5th, 2017. Heffy, you were feeling curious to see me, trying to open the gate with your head. The farmer told you you lost your calf. They took it from you, and you felt a bit off, a bit lonely. You stayed for 20 minutes, watching me drawing you, painting you. Slobber flew from your mouth in long silvery threads. They looked like my hair. You reminded me a little bit of myself. Deborah, May 7th, 2017. Mennonite Farm on Government Road. The Gate. You are not free. Someone owns you. The wind blew so hard today. I could barely hold my paintbrush. My thoughts are also blowing away with the wind today. I thought of melding you with the gate. Part of it, out of it, outside and inside it. Watching me. Will you remember me? Eyeline and Huron Line, my spot, Richard's Landing, St. Joseph Island, May 12th, 2017. The Stair. I spooked you up today. You were running nervously. My presence was upsetting you. Your owner came to talk to you. What's going on here, out here? The men's presence immediately calmed you down. Then out of the group, an alpha female came closer. That was weird how she stared me down. She peered from behind some small trees, spying on me. Checking me out. She had big, commanding, pointy-looking horns. She was protecting her crew. I spoke to you. You relaxed and got bored. You went back to eat. I left. Three years I have been coming to this specific spot to paint. Why this particular spot? Why? I don't know. Maybe I will know one day. Maybe he will remember me. Mother's Day. McKnight and Government Road, Deborah, Ontario, Canada, May 14th, 2017. Bison, Herd, Herd, and Bob Ross Buckaroo. Bison, Herd, Herd, grumbling and grunting, patches of shedding fur. I heard you in the distance. It was a sunny day, but the wind blew so strong. You reminded me of ancient Morocks from the cave of Chauvet. I smiled at the winter patches of fur still clinging to your backsides. It reminded me of an actress I saw in the IT crowd with fur on her face. Barbara's Buckaroo Turmeric-colored fields partitioned for economic reasons. You represent hundreds of thousands of dollars. While everyone was waiting by the tractor, you came to check me out with two of your buddies. 
You smelled the air very loudly, raising your snout, grunting, and exhaling. We talked a bit and everything was okay. You had better fish to fry. After scraping heights at Algoma University, May 19th, 2017, Sault Ste. Marie, spirit cows without their hides, spirit hides. Today, I came so close, so close to you. I scraped the fat off your skin. I used wood chunks to scrape the fur off so that we could make drums. Nagme was making jokes about using nair on it. <laughs> there was something oddly comical about working those hides, but at the same time, I felt a bit of sadness at your sacrifice. You were alive not long ago. I see your steps in the grass. I hear you breathe. I hear the buzz of the flies. I made you again, painted you as part of the land in all the colors I had. My hands still smell of your flesh. Deborah, May 22nd, 2017. A rainy day. I went to see the bisons, or the bison. My friend Katie came along. We enjoyed each other's company. The bison were following some ancient route. They walked and ran. The young ones running and the older ones taking their time. So Saint Marie, June 2nd, 2017. My little ones, Shannon, Wow, powerful when cropped. Isa, oh, thanks, Ch Shannon. I struggle with portraiture a lot. I have been working a lot on that. I have asked friends to pose for me, but they don't like their paintings. Shannon, Queen Elizabeth probably didn't like Lucien Ferd's portrait of her either, but he was brave enough to ditch likeness for essence. Your vibrant flow of energy greatly transcends static photographic reproduction and you should celebrate, not apologize. Isa, oh, you'll make me cry. Thank you for your encouragement. I made a few changes. I think it's better now. Shannon. Now it provides an intimate lens for the viewer and provides an intimate moment to truly focus right on their essences. Isa, ah, sweet. I guess moms can't stop saying nice things about their kids. But when you think that John will never follow the same brilliant path, Maddie will, but that they're both brilliant in their own uniqueness, on having his own odd logic that is hard to understand and Maddie having this brilliant scientific mind. They love each other so much. They never fight. June 4th, 2017. Mom and her baby. You're isolated from the herd. Your calf never stepped too far away from you. 
peeking from behind you, curious about everything. I think you felt odd, out of place in that private fenced area. Your hair is from the land. It meshes with it. The grass and your dangly fur are continuous part of each other. You eat the land, the land eats you. The horizon line melds in your back, your mountainous back camouflaged in the landscape. If only I could have your simple thoughts, eat, poop, drink, smell the air, feed baby, walk, sleep, and be happy like that. I try to imagine what the people who own you are like. Are they happy, bored, fulfilled? I feel sonder, sonder, noun. The realization that each random passerby is living a life as vivid and complex as your own, populated with their own ambitions, friends, routines, worries, and inherited craziness. Source www.thoughtcatalog.com by Brianna Wiest. 40 words for emotions you felt but couldn't explain. 2016. Is farming a choice or something they can't walk away from? Last week I met a sheep shearer. I was timekeeper for a back-to-back -back sweater knitting challenge. Ken from Popperdale. He had cattle. I asked him all kinds of questions about cows. He said that cows will be behave just like their owner is. If an owner is nervous or mean, the cattle will be the same way. I thought this was so interesting. How is your farmer? Kind? Caring? Mean? I can't tell, but I think he or she is very gentle. I will see you soon, Mama. June 8th, 2017. My mind. Mystical being. People say that you don't exist. I know you do. I feel you inside me. You read all the same books I read, heard all the French songs I heard and learned. You also collect little gizmos in plates and jars and boxes. June 9, 2017. Check on Facebook 180 Projects. Freestyle Thoughts. Yesterday, I got together with some friends at 180 Projects to talk about my series of paintings and theirs. My professor, Tom O'Flanagan, lost his wife to cancer last year and he is unable to start painting again. He has problems with motivation. I read about it a little bit, motivation, the impulse to paint. Tom's motivation has always been an elevated motivation, a spiritual one. Pat, his wife, was always so close to him. I suggested that he wrote down his feelings or stories in order to break the cycle. I am not sure he will want to do that. All I know is that our profs encourage us to forge ahead 
to make work no matter what. Keep your hands busy. Someone else suggested to make origami. My other prof said that maybe Tom and I should make holographs. It's very difficult to get Tom to agree to anything. We have people in the group who talk so much, maybe they don't get to talk where they are. They're a little bit older, their kids are gone, maybe they feel lonely. Some people have no off position. I feel like I am interrupting to ask others to talk, give others some talking time. What I would have liked to say but didn't get the chance was that I know that cows as a subject is not very serious. I am waiting for the issues to come to the surface as I am painting for the words to come. What was Agonitha Dix saying when she laid her shrunken sweaters along the road? A woman of Mennonite roots origin. Was she saying that she failed as a farmer's wife by shrinking all the sweaters, pickling buttons, having bees cover up old sporting equipment, crocheting sculptures, weird shapes? Who am I channeling as I go outside by the fields of cows looking for cattle? My farmer heritage? My grandfathers were contractors. One built houses, the other barrels. They weren't farmers. Some were fishermen. My great-grandfather. My other great-grandfather was a colon. He went from Quebec to Massachusetts to Saskatchewan and settled there. They built houses. My Michaud ancestors that came to Nouvelle-France, Pierre Michaud in 1655, was a ship carpenter. It seems like woodworking and construction run in my genes. Genes. I digress. This is what's good about writing. Your thoughts go from one place to another to another until you're not sure where you started or ended. The fence shows up in a lot of my paintings. As I went more and more to places here, there, around my town, in the periphery of Sault Ste. Marie, I began to notice fences, gates, man-made delineations or partitioning of property. This notion of property is is interesting because I feel that marriage is all about the management of relationships as properties. Cows are properties. Men and women are engaged in a bondage business too, being slaves to one another. Women give everything hardwired to be giving. Men take everything. Not all men. Don't cry, reader of the male persuasion. Always a disclaimer. Art and writing allows a freeing of the invisible shackles we self-impose through years of conditioning. Laugh at all jokes men make, even if they suck. Cover their egos but then speak for hours. Don't interrupt or be a bitch. Being a bitch is lonely.
But if it means seeing truths, speaking truths, then good. Back to motivation. Motivation is powered by need. Physical need or social need or psychological need. He has everything. He has a big studio, paint, brushes. He likes to talk about his work a lot. He did an incredible amount of work. Maybe he's tired now, but he says that Matsis painted to the end, from his bed to the ceiling with a stick. <laughs> I get that. Just the magic of seeing these new forms appear. That's enough motivation. Why is there to be some complicated reason? Stop talking and do. Home, Sault Ste. Marie. Meandering thoughts, June 22, 2017. I finished my series of 10 small paintings and now I have to start the intersecting paintings. Two big 30 by 30 panels and two 48 by 36 canvases. I sometimes really wonder why I do anything I do. I don't seem to gain anything by it and I sure don't seem to be of interest artistically. It's readily apparent that people today have to align with some cause or some pathology or some personal overcoming. Choosing the path of internal expression for the sake of being seems less and less prevalent. How does one remain true to one's voice without succumbing to the machine? Becomes something that they hang on to. It gets translated in their work. This sort of desperation is weird. Is it desperation? Maybe not. Maybe they're just responding to their surroundings. But still, the idea that people grasp at the tiniest elements in order to create feels desperate. I am trying not to fall prey to this very normal, very common feeling, yet I feel it creeping. I spend a few weeks talking, taking vacations, and I feel guilty the whole time. And also, I wonder if the next painting I will make will be good and innovative, not copying anyone else. Now I feel guilty for saying something publicly. How do I create things that are like no others when all the art being created has something in common here and there? I guess I need to protect and be as personal as possible by going back inside to my life, my own personal attributes. What makes me, me? Remain true to me. How do I do that? Develop a vocabulary involving my life, as a Quebecoise who now lives in northern Ontario at the intersection of many cultures. Native people call this place Bawating, meeting place. They call it the center of the universe and the place where life began. I do feel this pulse and this great energy when I lie on the bedrock. I have had a beginning of an idea while driving back from Quebec a trip that used to take early voyageurs, maybe months or on canoes and doing portage took me 10 hours. June 24th, 2017, home, Sault Ste. Marie.
started a painting with me in the center, the trussel bridge that is in the town where I grew up, Cap Rouge, and my house growing up. I found it on Google Maps, st Google Streets. Funny to see that street where I grew up. I was so familiar with every element of that street, but the details had faded. It feels like this street, Rue de la Rivière, is part of me somehow. That home is part of me in a strange cellular way, as if I know it and I don't know it all at the same time. The painting is coming along. I will make another one for the other side of my life here in Ontario. I'll replace the elements, do the same composition, but with very but vary the elements. Instead of the trussel bridge, I'll paint the power lines with osprey nests near Garden River and my house here. Uh, uh, it'll be a bit different. Why the change away from the cows? I just thought I was starting to be typecast as the cow painter and I decided to change it up a bit. Also, I feel that it's important to share a part of you share who you are with the viewer. June 25th, 2017. Home, Sault Ste. Marie. Two paintings are being completed. One is my life in Cap Rouge growing up in this small town outside Quebec City and the other about living here in Ontario. Two worlds both living inside me. The paintings are a little awkward. I feel I have so much more to learn before I can become a good painter. July 1st, 2017. Home, whatever that means. À la maison, Sault Ste. Marie. Today's July 1st, but because of our horrible past as a white settler woman, I can't really celebrate in good conscience what we did in the name of nation building. The cultural genocide that we did to the Anishinaabeg, the Cree Mohawk, the Inuit, the Ojibwe, the Huron, the Algonquian, and all indigenous nations in Canada is a terrible legacy to live with. I was already feeling sad about the personal assimilation that happened in my life. My kids speak English only, but now I can't even talk about it with my Anishinaabe friends because it doesn't even come close. Families torn apart to kill the Indian, a legacy that forever lives with us as carriers of the DNA, the white DNA. As I get older, the more I tend to want to retreat, living a sad, lonely life, not speaking my language, not having friends. I guess all my friends will die and little by little I will become a shadow of myself anyway. The great equalizer time yet a part of me refuses to give in, to give up. I do my best but I know it will never be enough. I have become the host in my family, the spectator for all to enjoy, bask in my husband's life. Yet, while I live, I try to be exuberant, to enjoy life, to laugh, 
to breathe the fresh air, to paint, to run away, escape in the farmland. I enjoy the smells of the sweet grass mixed with manure and flowers. The artist is often caught between the social and the internal. What is the value of all this? Life, love, living, breathing. L'instant présent. Croquer la vie à belles dents. Se rassembler, chanter, parler et s'amuser. Y a-t-il une autre raison? Home is where my son and my husband are. One day that will be broken by life, death. For now, this is where it is. I once had a home in Quebec, Cap Rouge, and so much of it still lives with me. And in a way, it will always. The backyard is getting greener and greener. So in a way, this is home too. This sketchbook is going to Brooklyn, where there is a more concrete and metal there, where there is more concrete and metal and asphalt than here. I hope that the listener, reader, will enjoy my scratchings. Most of these entries were written as they were, hence the poorly written and rough quality in the ideas and structure. I watched a documentary yesterday about the guy who wrote The Anarchist Cookbook and realized how much a person struggles with decisions they've made in the past. Zealous hearts lead to such horrible decisions sometimes. The blindness, egocentrism of youth. Being older is hard as you have this gaze that is marked by the past. July 2nd, 2017 waking up from a deep slumber. I stopped painting cows because I didn't want to be typecasted or typecast. But now I have to develop some other form of series. I am not happy with the paintings I did. Finding myself is difficult. I bought a book on Toulouse-Lautrec and I love the lightness of the drawing. I also bought a book on Lucien Freud for $15. A huge book which shows him painting his studio with piles of rags, with a crummy bed, and everything looked like squalor. <laughs> In one year, I will be opening my own studio, renting some space somewhere. I don't know where yet, but I am hoping at 180 Projects or near 180 Projects. I am thinking of leaving the French teaching at the university and writing grants full-time and learning about budgets and all that. I am thinking of taking a course in electronics and eventually pairing those two things. Working in electronics is still a physical thing. Mixing it with painting will be fun. Kinesthetic paintings. Woo! And here it is. Thank you for listening.